Welcome to the post-millennial oh, White House. Welcome to the post-millennial White House. My name is Mason Reed. And I'm Ben Willis. And you are listening to the post-millennial White House, a podcast sponsored by the Teenage Democrat. So, like I said, I'm Mason. This is Ben. And we are so excited about this podcast. I mean, I've been working really hard for yeah, this. I don't know. I would say we've been working no, really hard. No, I, I think I've been working very hard for this podcast. It's something I've had in mind for a long time. The Post-Millennial White House is something you've had in mind for a long time? The podcast. Oh, I was going to say, because the Post-Millennial White House probably wasn't in your mind until I came up with the name. Ben's <laughs> biggest contribution to the Post-Millennial White House was the name. Not the microphones, not the podcast cover, but hey. the name. The name. You got to start with somewhere. That's very true. Got to start That's with very the name. True. So me and Ben. Ben and I. Have been friends for a very, <laughs> very long time. How long have we? 17 years, you know, as long as we've been alive. Very Almost 18. Long. A long amount of time. Almost 18. Yeah. Bless up, you know. <laughs> so we've Finally been friends for get a long vote. time, except for that one time. In a third grade, when I went to the mathematics and engineering school. What? Didn't you flunk out of math? Yeah, well, I wasn't smart <laughs> enough. They thought. Yeah, seriously. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we've been friends for a long time. It's okay, though. Me, too. I'm definitely an English person. Yeah, mm-hmm. So. I do English. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, we've got some crazy stories. Golly, what? <laughs> what? I remember one time. Ben and I decided we were going to play hide and seek in his house. So his house <laughs> is his old house. Oh, not this story. It, it was built It was built in like, when was it built? Like the 60s? It was built a long time ago, like, but it was like this, like, it was like this old, like big, huge two-story, like white painted house. It, it was, it was marvelous. But <laughs> so we're playing hide and seek and Ben, bless his heart, he's a little chubby. And so, a little, to say the least. Every, and there's nothing wrong with that, No, though. there's not. There's not. Every step that Ben would take in his house, I could hear exactly where he was going. So hide and seek was really more just like listen and find <laughs> because it was so easy. So he's going, and he's like hobble stomping around. Hobble stomping. And I hear him go into the bathroom, pull back the shower curtain, get in, and then pull uh, the shower well, curtain. Over. To make matter wor- matters worse, it was not even a shower curtain. It was like this big, like ri- like it wasn't rickety, like it was nice, but it was loud, and it was like this big, like glass door, so you could hear it from a mile uh, away. Like okay. it was obvious. Where and I, was I just want to paint the picture of like what Ben was wearing. So Ben is wearing these. I'll never forget navy blue sweatpants. I don't remember what top he was wearing. It was royal. Bl- they were royal blue. <laughs> he was wearing. You royal might, blue. They turned navy blue. <laughs> okay, he's wearing royal blue sweatpants. So I say, ready or not, here I come. I'm, I'm searching for him. So I walk, and I'm, I'm I'm playing dumb. You know how you do with children. You know you walk around them. You act like you don't know where they're at. And then, and then I go in the restroom, and I look around, and I'm like, okay. I guess if nobody's here, then I, I will, uh, I will, I said, I guess if nobody's here, I guess I'll just use the restroom. And I like, I zip my pants and then I go, just with my mouth, I just go, I go, <laughs> and then, you know, when you do the laugh and you go, <laughs> like you're in church, like, you're trying to have the laugh. Yeah. And so I go, I pull open this big door to the, to the shower and I go I found you and then I look at him <laughs> he had peed himself <laughs> he's sitting in a pool of his own pee <laughs> that's not even the funniest part so then I'm dying laughing <laughs> he walks out 
and goes to his mom and she goes, Ben, not again. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, let's just say that times haven't changed. I still have bladder issues. Okay. Not really. I'm totally kidding. Okay. But that was a very funny story. It was almost as funny as the time that we were at um, we were at camp when we were mm. in what, like fifth grade. I don't know. And it was my birthday. Um, I have a birthday over the summer, so, you know, the birthday, like, a camp always fell on my birthday. It made my parents really sad because, like, I had, like, really supportive parents, and they're like, I want to be with you on your birthday. And I was like, well, I I'm going to were, camp. I bet they were just mortified. I bet they were, too. Mm-hmm. Can't uh, can't blame them, though. I'm pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so we're, uh, so we're at camp, and... Mason's with me, and we uh, for some reason, like when we were little, like we always wanted to have like pillow fights at camp <laughs> because the older kids had told us that that's what they did at, at, when they were right, at camp, and right. they thought it was like you know super fun. So mm-hmm. we wanted to do it too, but like we were never, I guess, cool enough or good enough to have our pillow fight, <laughs> or they were just lying to us. But um, oh so what happened is, is like our 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 guy, our counselor, whatever, finally let us have. Okay, first of all, I've got to stop. Because finally let us have a pillow fight. Because the thing is, is that my dad was here. This is a pivotal part of the story. And my dad <laughs> is the one who talked our head camp counselor into letting us have a pillow fight, okay? So my dad is here. He's in the room. And it's Ben's birthday, so continue and the story. not only that, his dad did bring me a birthday cake. I was very grateful, you know, chocolate. got this chocolate personal birthday cake. It was just for Ben. We were not sharing it. Chocolate was my favorite. I ate it all. Still grateful mm-hmm. to this day. I would take another that one. you are. Um, I'm getting mad just thinking about this story. <laughs> and so we have this pillow fight, and I'm I'm very competitive. So Mason, like, we always went for each other because I we were, like, really good friends. Pi- I was, no, I was winning in the pillow fight. He thought in his mind that he was winning <laughs> no, in his pillow fight. I was winning. And it was because he was cheating, and he didn't understand that. So I had to I had to make it clear to him that he was cheating in the pillow fight. So, so anyways, how did you do this, Ben? How did you make well, it clear to me that I was cheating? Well, okay, so this is what happened. This is my uh, clear statement. Uh, Mason backed me up against the wall and was like, hit my head with a pillow <laughs> up against this like wooden wall, <laughs> and it hurt. So and I told him to move away, and I guess he didn't get the point. So I dropped my pillow no. and uh, may or may not have punched Mason in the face. He didn't just punch me in the face, no. <laughs> he dropped his pillow, does a little crow hop to gain power, and then throws his whole big body into my face my dad is standing in disbelief <laughs> because he's get, uh, his son is getting punched by the kid that he just bought a cake for all because he was getting beat in a pillow fight hey like i said i was competitive some people have their faults mine is that i'm that you hit people when you lose yep that's that's for sure oh i was getting mad just thinking i'm getting re-mad <laughs> i'm getting mad again so our friendship goes way back and Another interesting thing about our friendship is that we both used to be Republicans. For sure. And so basically in in the town that we live in, a small town in Northeast Texas, and so pretty much uh, liberal or Democrat is a bad word. Yeah, you don't use that word. Like, Right, and so so we've grown up, and, and it's not necessarily that our parents have made us be republicans mm-hmm. but they have uh they they are republicans right um, our my most of my grandparents are and so well like most of our families like not even like d- not just distant like immediate families but like like families as a whole like there are very few democrats right Except in for my town. grandma <laughs> in my grandma she's she's liberal too but um so basically i think my turning point was eighth grade uh in in uh u.s history with mr mccarter um was it U.S. history? It was something. No, I it, think it, no. It was it was world history. Okay, so world history with Mr. McCarter, 
And then Ben, Ben just said that I was just trying to, uh, to go against my parents because he was still very conservative. Very. And so I'm starting to open up. So freshman year, I, I've truly joined the debate team, definitely uh, explored kind of what I believed in. And so I've, I found that I was a Democrat. And so Ben still Republican, uh, freshman year, Republican, sophomore, even up to the point where in the election, when uh, Donald Trump won, Ben wore a Trump train shirt to school and walked through the halls screaming, Trump, 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 Trump. Okay, um, in my defense, not once did I run through the halls screaming Trump. You're right, you didn't run, you walked. Well, okay, I would also like to state <laughs> that uh, I might have wore the shirt, but I do not remember chanting down the hallways. And I if I did, that. if I did, I completely apologize. While that was to happening, anyone. while that's happening, I'm in the studio where we film newscasts, bawling my eyes out because I went to bed. I remember that I went to bed, you know, so much m- more of a close race. It was much closer than I thought it was going to be. I mean, everybody I think in America thought that Hillary Clinton was going to win. I mean, I mean, technically, like, I mean, if we're talking about popular, yeah, vote, popular she won, vote, she won. But it's all about how you campaign, I guess. So, whatever. Mm. Let's not talk Don't about the yeah. election. Though. Let's not talk about that's uh, a rough subject. Yeah, it is. But anyway, Ben is now an independent. He says he's he's really a Democrat, but he calls himself an independent. Uh, I would say. Well, just explain. Well, so basically, I call myself an independent, but more of a like I guess you could call me a libertarian. Um, my views are pretty much like I'm socially a liberal, like without a doubt. And I would say that I, some of the time, well, I would say most of the time I sway more to the um, Republican side mm-hmm. whenever it comes to economics. Um, and another thing that I would like to say is like, obviously I used to be a Republican. Please, you don't you don't have to bash me too much for that <laughs> I, because I bash myself enough for it. And I've like I'm I'm basically like a newfound liberal if that makes sense. <laughs> He's like, been baptized. I've been. Yeah. <laughs> so and then I uh, I am. A Democrat, probably through and through, really. Yeah, for and sure. So, uh, so from this podcast, what you can expect from us is some some of the same ideas and the same viewpoints on probably social things. And then when it gets into economics and different things like that, we're probably going to disagree. Uh, but I think that that's really important right now, especially is to be able to disagree with somebody and still be friends. Because even when Ben and I disagreed freshman year, sophomore year, I mean, we were still great. We were still really, good, really friends. good friends. And, and it, so, did, it like, we didn't let it get in the way of our friendship, which right. is something that we want to show to, you know, the rest of the post millennials yeah. or in millennials or anybody really. Adults, because like, I know that, like I see posts on Facebook of like older people in my family or, or really just people in general. And it's like so mean some of the things that they say about the other side, like the left or the right. And, and I'm just like, my goodness, like it's, it's awful. It is. And see, that's part of the reason that I, I definitely became a, like a, for instance, a social liberal, if not like a full liberal. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I would say is, it's like, I, I kind of like, I never really thought about what I was, what I was like, I guess, believing in mm-hmm. or whatever. I thought, you know, uh, hate was a thing of the past and that everybody was already equal, so there was no right. need to fight for it. And then I just, you know, did some research and was actually listening to things going on around me and realized that, that is, that's absolutely not the case. Well, and I think that, like, you can see so much hate. I mean, right now, especially, you know, we saw Starbucks to African-American men were arrested, actually, for just simply waiting for a friend to come to the store called by a manager. I mean, Starbucks, one of the most democratic uh companies there is yeah for sure and then today breaking news today uh another starbucks store uh an african-american man asked to use 
the restroom, he had to get a code. They wouldn't give it to him until he bought something. But then a white person went to go use the restroom. He also had not bought anything, and they gave him the code. So, uh, you know, we're seeing that even with, even in the most uh, liberal of spaces, there's still hate. Right. There's still not equality, like, I mean, basically anywhere. Right. And so what we hope to do through this podcast and what we want to see from this podcast in the future is um, interviews with a bunch of different people who maybe aren't able to have their voice heard. I mean, Ben and I are both white males. I mean, we are aware of the privilege that we unfortunately have been given in this country. And so what we want to do is we want to give other people a platform to to talk about what really matters and for us to talk about what really matters because I think it's important for um, the majority group of America to really realize how blessed they are and how um, well off they are and try to correct that. And so and this is what this podcast yeah. is for. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And like if this makes sense, the, it, what I'm going to say is like, back to the whole privilege thing like if this makes sense like we want to use like the privilege that you know we are sadly having and try to make it into a semi-good thing by giving others who don't have that same privilege a platform to speak about right and so like up uh so pretty soon we're going to be hearing from a transgender student in a small town um hopefully some more um any different minority group that is willing to come on and talk, we'd be more than happy absolutely, to have them on here because what we want to do is give a voice to those that do not have a voice. And uh, if we can do that through this podcast, that is something that we definitely want to do. So here's right. how the podcast is basically going to work. We're going to try to come on here and give you a fun experience while promoting equality and striving to make America better. Because um, what we've seen right now is that, you know, Donald Trump's whole campaign slogan was make America great again. Well, America has never been great. You know, we've gone through and we look back through history and there's always been racism. There's always been homophobia, Islamophobia, um, transphobic people. So like America to me has never been great. So it's impossible to make America great again. But what we can do is make America great in the future. So while Donald Trump is um, somebody that I do not disagree, do not agree with at all, uh, obviously, but just based simply on his campaign slogan, how can we make America great if it's never been great? Right. So what we want to do is we want to aid uh, millennials, post-millennials, adults, anyone who's willing to make America great in the future. And so that's what we hope to do through this podcast. For sure. So... Um, well, transitioning onto a more funny note. Yeah. So less serious. This is a um, a funny news story for the day, and I'm sure you all know like the meme lord. <laughs> we all know is Grumpy Cat. Grumpy Cat. Grumpy, Grumpy cat. cat. The best, you know, the best animal that's ever walked the face of the planet. <laughs> Sorry to the other cat owners or dog owners in the world, but don't you have a cat? Really big one. Is oh yeah, for alive? sure. Yeah. For sure. Okay, anyway. His name's Kingston, by the way, for those of you wondering. <laughs> we're thinking about starting a fan club for him on the Teenage Democrat. Sure, why Super not? liberal. <laughs> right, not. Why not? Okay, so anyways, what happened is, and it's a lo- uh, it was a lawsuit that had been going on for a while, uh, Grumpy Cat was actually having to sue this beverage company called Grenade Beverage Company. I never, for, I've never heard of that. See, I hadn't either until I looked into him, but I feel like I had seen this bottle before. So they stole Grumpy Cat's face and they made a drink called the Grumpy Cat Grumpachino. <laughs> <laughs> and 
What? It the, was Grumpy Cat wasn't happy about that? No, Grumpy Cat was very upset because he, <laughs> Grumpy Cat was not getting any of the royalties or oh, anything. Oh, no. So that would be like somebody creating a teenage, another Teenage Democrat account or featuring us on their stuff and not giving right, us So anything. what ended up happening? Well, okay, so Grumpy Cat ended up suing. And if you didn't know... Um, so, the, wait, the cat sued? Or the... Well... The cat's lawyer. The cat's lawyer okay, sued. Okay, okay. But... Um, it was not, uh, nobody, did, it kind of got, went wait, under did the, the radar. Cat, did the cat sign? Absolutely. Really? With this paw print? It fee signed like feline, you know what I'm <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> well, That's the cat's, so the cat's real name, um, her name is Tartar Sauce. Grumpy is, Cat? Ta- Grumpy Cat's real name is Tartar Sauce. No wonder it's so um, grumpy. Could you imagine? Yeah, seriously. That That's is, like having the name Benjamin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> LOL. Um, so that's why it kind of went under the radar because it was under the name of Tartar Sauce legally. Oh, are you is this a joke yes this is a joke oh, okay. But, okay but the, the suit actually happened and anyways they ended up getting like seven hundred thousand dollars from this beverage company that oh, i've never heard of did before that make the cat happy yeah that made the cat happy and i guess they probably made the did the, the cat make a statement the beverage company is very upset um yes it did actually oh my goodness uh it grumpy cat threw out a meme on twitter that says 2018 i already hate it <laughs> after oh. they won the suit so i don't i don't know if it was, it was too happy <laughs> it so, sounds not happy to me. Still frowning, but it looks happier than normal. Uh, in other funny news, uh, recently we've seen the the Mark Zuckerberg oh, uh, Facebook stuff. Um, so come to find out, they had M- Marky sit on <laughs> a pad. He's about to cough. No, okay, we're good. So no, no, they no, had they had cough. they had Mark sit on a pad to make him like five point seven inches taller. <laughs> Behind the desk. I guess the chair wouldn't rise up enough. No. Uh, What else? Oh, somebody dressed like a Russian troll. And not to mention that nobody, like nobody, none of the senators knew about anything that had to do with Facebook. Uh, Senator, okay, so actually Senator Orrin Hatch, uh, who is an 84-year-old Republican from Utah, (laughs) asked Zuckerberg, if Facebook will always be free, how do you sustain a business model in which users (laughs) don't pay for your service? Zuckerberg oh turned and looked at all of his associates and his lawyers or whatever, and then he turned back around and said, um, Senator Hatch, we run ads. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently the whole oh. the whole room just just That's broke so in la- broke into laughter. So but how would you feel to be Senator Senator, or- Senator Orrin Hatch oh, in that moment? Bless Senator Hatch's heart. She- I I saw a bunch of you know, it's funny because Congress and the Senate, they have to deal with a lot of things. Uh, some of the times they don't know about. A lot of the times they know about what they're talking about. But yeah. some of the simplest things, like, like Facebook. Like Facebook that literally <laughs> everybody millions, has access to. Millions of people across the world know what Facebook yeah. is and how they it don't works. Even, uh, they don't even know. But, you know, a uh, Democrat from Illinois, Senator Richard Durbin, he brought up a very good point. So he says... Mr. Zuckerberg, are you comfortable with sharing with us the name of the hotel that you stayed in last night? So Zuckerberg, of course, replies with no. Everyone laughs. Uh, the senator then says, if you messaged anybody this week, would you share this with us? Well, the names of the people that you messaged. And Zuckerberg says, Senator, no. I would probably not choose to do that publicly here. So then this is, the this is I think, the key point in what everybody's trying to tell Mark Zuckerberg, despite his trillions of apologies. Um, the senator says, I think that may be what this is all about. So your right to privacy, the limits of your right to privacy and how you give away in modern America 
in the name of, quote, connecting people around the world, a question, basically, of what information Facebook's collecting, who they're sending it to, and whether they've ever asked me in advance, my permission to do that. Is that a fair thing for the Facebook user to expect? And I think that this is the main problem, is that, you know, the numbers are reporting some... A revised number by The Guardian showed 87 million Facebook profiles were breached. Wow. And, um, and they, their likes, shares, uh, even what personal data, um, gender, location, birth, birthday, educational, educational stance, um, political preferences, relationship status, religious views, online chat status, and more. Um, with additional permissions, it could actually gain access to people's private messages. So 87 million people were, were uh, having their conversations breached. Yeah, and so so the senator brings up a good point when he says that the problem is is that 87 million people didn't know that this was going on, right? And it happened. But so I think I think basically that uh, Facebook has a responsibility to make sure that. People can trust them. And so, and this was reflected in Facebook's stock. So whenever this came out, the Cambridge Analytica article came out and it, and it exposed all of this, um, they lost a ton of money in stock shares. Right. And so people really lost faith. Now, when he was back on the stand and he was so testifying in front of... Not only did it hurt, it hurt Facebook as a whole, it hurt the users of Facebook, but it also like, like really hurt the people who own right. stock in Facebook. Right. And they all seem to blame like Zuckerberg and like the higher ups of Facebook. <laughs> well, I don't even know Zuckerberg. I can't tell when he's lying or when he's being serious because he. <laughs> I don't know. He's. I, not only can I tell if he's lying or not, I, I can't even tell if he knew what was going on in the first place. <laughs> yeah, he he looked like a deer in the headlights. I saw a bunch of tweets. I know, right? And and like he that. seemed just as clueless as Senator Orrin Hatch <laughs> <laughs> in some portions. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in to the Tune first episode. Thank you for listening to the first Thank episode of the Post Millennial White House. Listening to the first episode of the First Millennial White House. A podcast brought to you by the Teenage Democrat. If you want to follow the Teenage Democrat on Instagram, you can do so at teenage.dim. Or if you want to follow the Post Millennial White House, you can do that at the PMWH. We hope to see you there, and we hope to see you next Monday, which is when the next podcast will be out. And if you have any suggestions about what you'd like us to talk about, don't hesitate to leave us a comment on our website or the teenagedemocrat.com. Also, if you really love us and you want to make us happy, you could leave us a review. A good one. A person, personally, I like five stars. <laughs> but if you didn't like us, don't leave us a review. But, but let's be real. If you're listening to this right now, which is at the end of the podcast, then you, you liked probably it. liked it. So anyway, thanks for listening, and we will well, see you next Monday. Well, or we you will, will hear us. You will hear us next, next Monday. Monday. But if you want to see us next Monday, you can do so at the TeenageDemocrat.com on our bio pages. That's right. Thank you, Thank and you guys. goodbye.